welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family. And it drives you, it occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now, I'm known with my clients, I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet, you can't enroll me in your legacy limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome to Wielding Legacy. And today we are talking about leaving a legacy as a childless person. This episode can be triggering for some. Because we are talking about leaving that legacy as a childless person, especially when you are childless, not by choice. This can be a terribly difficult topic for those who are actually part of the community that they never wanted to be a part of by being childless, not by choice. And for those people who know people who are childless, not by choice and not knowing how to support or what to say. Now, I've spoken about this before. I want to give a quick recap on my own personal story as it relates to legacy and being childless and bloodline too. So you haven't missed here on Wielding Legacy me talk about kids. As my husband and I, um, husband is AKA Mr. P, we don't have our family yet and it wasn't our choice. Ours has been a 13 year journey so far that started pretty quickly after we got married. There have been many, many procedures. There has been many avenues investigated there have been heartbeats seen and unfortunately hearts broken when lost. There are more stars in the sky during our 13 year journey. There has been an incredible amount of paperwork, which people will understand if you're a child that's not by choice and you've ever been through anything. There is a huge amount of paperwork and the journey itself for us has been about over about 50,000 investment in this 13 year journey that we never decided to be on. And for us, we stopped counting about 50,000 sterling because that number was just terrifying. So we stopped counting about then. I personally, I've been kicked out of groups when people have asked if I've got children um, and they realized I haven't. I've been asked if I was a bonus mum, of which I'm not. And I've been kicked out of groups because I'm not a mum. I've been accused of having a child that I somehow have forgotten about. I've then told the person, no, I, I really don't have children. For them to argue back that, yes, you have. I saw a picture of you with a baby on Facebook. For me then to have to repeat the line, I don't have children. And I think the person you're referring to is one of my nephews. Now I'm sharing this with you today, only to give you context of where I am on the journey as it relates to leaving a legacy as a childless person. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't know where today's episode is going to go. I've left it quite free form. I'm pretty good at talking about this stuff most of the time now because I've done a huge amount of my own inner work. But that doesn't mean, even for myself, who is still in the journey, that it can be triggering. So I'm going to say this right now. I don't know where it's going to go. There might be tears. There might be snot rockets. It might be absolutely fine. I'm just going to leave that out there. And if, 
if you are listening to me here today and you are childless, not by choice, or you are childless by choice, or you just know somebody who is, then whatever happens, happens. Now we are people, we are whole. So let's dive in and talk about when you are childless, not by choice, the issues that can actually come up around legacy and this whole word, you know, it's, it's in the title of this amazing podcast, Wielding Legacy. So when your child is not by choice, what happens? Well, the term legacy, it can bring up fear. It can bring up shame. It can bring up guilt and sadness. I mentioned the word bloodline. If you are in the position currently that you are childless, not by choice, it can be crushing to realize that the bloodline ends with you, especially if there are no siblings. I've also heard from entrepreneurs, money. It can be a strange relationship with money because it's, well, why do I want to create more of it? Because there's no children to leave it to. So what's the point of the traditional money system that I've grown up with if I don't have that? I'm talking about traditions. I've seen people talk about the fact of, I have these traditions within their small family unit, whether they're talking about their their spouse or just their partner, they go, but they're just going to end. With me, they're not going to be continued anywhere. And the word legacy can can be a painful reminder that you are in a reality that you didn't choose. If you are not currently childless by choice, that's one of the things I want to say to you right now. When you are discussing legacy or business, and if you are a coach or mentor or consultant, realize some of these terms can be terribly painful for someone. Because it's a reminder of a legacy you never chose. It's a reminder of this reality that you would have done anything not to have had this as your reality. You know, as a neurolinguist, legacy is, you know, I believe in the, the power of words so much that such a word such as legacy can be triggering. And we need to be aware of that. Now, specifically, when I work with entrepreneurs and business owners, when it comes to making more money and they are childless, whether by choice, actually, or not by choice, it can be, it, it feels like shallow to make more money. It feels like there's no point in making more money. I've heard many times from clients when they've said, I have enough. I make enough. I don't, why do I want more than the basics of what I need? I don't know what to do with it. There isn't a point in it. It can feel like there's a lack of purpose. I know specifically, I have definitely been, not even just insinuated, I've been told basically to my face that women without children don't matter as much as women with children. And you know, especially, bear in mind, if, if you are childless, not by choice, you didn't choose this. And being told by somebody that you are less than, oof, that can sting. And I've also heard from people when they're talking about growing their business, making more money, of They don't have anyone to leave anything behind for. Now, when you're dealing with this reality, even if it isn't permanent, and I say that because you might be childless by choice, and for some people it is a permanent um, reality now, some people it isn't, there is a grief process to go through. And personally, I am sick and tired of people saying that being childless not by choice is just a thing, just accept it, get over it, move on. I mean, I'm going to talk about later on things never to say to people who are childless, not by choice, and just, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move on. 
you are grieving. You wouldn't say that if someone lost a parent. Well, just, you know, get up, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, you know, move on. And it is a grief process from grief to acceptance. However, being childless is not by choice. And when it comes to grief, this actually isn't a service that is wildly, widely offered by people. It, it almost isn't an accepted specialism for grief counselors, therapists, and coaches to actually understand the, the specific type of grief that you are talking about. But it should be, though. It absolutely should be. And when I talk about my story of where our position is, and I say our position because it is ours, mine and my husband's, I talk about our position with open and often. Whenever anyone, anyone asks, I'm happy to talk about this stuff because I think it's too much in the shadows, in the silence, people don't talk about it. And I've mentioned before, about 50,000 and we stopped, we stopped counting. It can be difficult if you are childless, not by choice, and you have been through procedures and processes and you've spent a lot of money. It can be difficult to get funded access to specialized grief counseling around this because some, some people don't believe that it's actually a thing. Some people do not believe in the concept of grieving, but you are grieving. You are grieving for an imagined future that has been lost. You are grieving for those dreams that will not come to pass. You are grieving for a situation that with all of your effort and with all of your resources, you may never be able to change for a birth child. And not you can see when my arms are flailing around here, um, because it is such a powerful thing that we're talking about. It's not like saying, oh, you can't have the car that you want. Oops, if I pick yourself up. This is something that can be ingrained in your everyday life, that you can be triggered by things that you see every day. And for people, I suppose one of my messages today is to realize how big an impact this can have on people. If you are listening to this today and you are not childless by, not by choice, but you're listening today because you may have kids, you may be childless by choice, and you want to understand. Firstly, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for seeing the title of this episode and listening to it, because being childless not by choice can be terribly isolating. When people reach out to me, that's normally the one thing that they say. They say that they feel completely isolated, that they don't know how to talk about this. When people ask them things, they don't know what to say and they just get awkward. They don't want to be triggered. They don't want to cry at inappropriate situations and timings. So they just, you know, they just don't know what to do with it. And it can, that isolation in terms of mental health can be crippling for some people. I once explained it to someone who was, was and I love this by the way, was openly asking me, I don't quite get why it is such a big thing. He said, I get it, it's a thing, but I don't get why it's such a big thing, even if you know you're not going to ever have children anymore, why, why can't people just move on? And this was the kind of way that I explained it to them. And I said, imagine now, as a woman, you decided, you, you know, you make the decision to leave Woman Island. You've decided, and that's whether you are single, with a partner, married, it doesn't matter, but you've made the decision that you want to leave Woman Island and you want to, you're going to leave it, you're going to jump and you're going to land on Mama Island. You know, you've, you've left that status now. You've made the choice and thought, you know what? I think I'm ready to be, I want to be responsible for a human. I want to grow a human. You, you've had that conscious conversation with yourself and you've gone, I'm leaving Woman Island and I'm going to Mama Island. But you never land. 
Now, here's the thing that people don't realize. You can't go back to Woman Island because you don't want to be there. That wasn't your choice, especially if you're childless, not by choice. You, you haven't made the choice to, to stay on Woman Island without children and you haven't landed on Mum Island. You end up in this quagmire of where the hell are you? And that's the way that I explained it to someone. They went, oh, it's like, yeah, you, you don't fit in one group and you feel like you don't fit in another group and it can feel like you don't belong anywhere and especially in a society that is constantly talking and telling us about our worth as women and our worth as women if we don't have children whether by choice or not by choice and this is part of the reason today for today's uncomfortable conversation for some and I get it some people are not going to understand this and that's absolutely fine too I'm just asking you to come with an open heart there are amazing spaces now the more people can talk about being childless not by choice the more we can connect I had someone reach out to me recently after I did a post on Facebook and shared this and the person hadn't actually realized my story um and they thought it was I was childless by choice. They had written a narrative, which I completely understand because they didn't know those, date, those, those parts of data about 13-year journey with things. They thought that I was a highly successful businesswoman and I'd chosen not to have children. Now, beautiful soul reached out to me. We had a, we had a conversation and she was sharing that I thought that was the case. And when you shared it, she said it was a little bit like someone had opened a can of worms because it was like, ah, oh, someone's out there talking about this and people are commenting on it. People are sharing their stories. And normally this is something I just shut down, lock away, pretend it's not there because I don't know how to talk about it. If I'd run a request for anybody who's ever been through any kind of fertility journey, it is to share because that light that you can share helps people and it helps people actually create this new legacy without children and we all have these different experiences to share i mentioned earlier on in this episode about what not to say so we are going to focus on the light and latest part of this episode about creating a legacy if you don't have children but i also want to almost this episode for me, it obviously it's a very personal episode. I said I don't know where it's going to go. But there's things never to say to somebody. And I can't say it enough that there's certain things that I'm over the years that people have said things to me. And you're like, really? Really? You, you wouldn't say that to anybody else in certain situations. If I can say one thing to you and have a request for you, whether you are at a networking meeting, whether you are meeting someone for the first time, whether you are socializing with someone, whether you're at a dinner party, whether you're doing a conference talk, whatever it is, please, 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 can we change the question from do you have kids to tell me about your family? The simple four word question, do you have kids? Imagine now being in that person's world who the thing that they want desperately about, you've just asked them a question that they're now going, well, actually, what answer do I give? Now, I guarantee most people who have been through a fertility journey who don't have kids yet, we have a couple of answers by this, by the way. I know I do. Depends on the day I'm having. Depends which answer you're going to get. Because if you ask me, do you, want, do you have kids? I can say, no, not yet. Nice and polite answer. Kind of shut down, not, not too much. I can say no which sounds very kind of defensive. Or I, do you know what? If, if you are asking, you're going to probe, I'm going to tell you my 13-year story. 
because you've asked the question. The question we should all be saying is tell me about your family because someone then can go wherever they want to in terms of their family and whether they consider that blood family, they consider that friend family. It's a beautiful question to allow someone to give you an answer to get to know them, but without triggering them. Now, I mentioned before I've been asked, do you have kids? I've said before, no, not yet. If someone says no, not yet, please be aware, don't, don't follow them up unless you ask them. I'm a permission-based coach. If you don't know that by now, I'm a commission-based, permission-based coach. You should always ask permission. If you are going to ever ask a follow-up question, because you may have a story and you're feeling like you actually, oh, hang on. I know when I used to say that, ask permission. So say, can I ask you a follow-up question about that? Because a person can still say, oh, not right now. Imagine you're in the middle of a networking event and someone says, do you have kids? And you say, no, not yet. And someone says, oh, why don't you? Imagine now that person, their situation. Whereas if you said to them, can I ask you a follow-up question about that? And they say, oh yes, but maybe not now. Why don't we grab a coffee afterwards? You're giving that person space. So don't ask follow-up questions. And how many times have I heard, well, why not adopt? You know, again, don't suggest things. You don't know what's going on for that person. Other things not to say is I read an article about insert some strange procedure. Um, I know it could be IVF, ICSI. It could be some kind of laughing therapy I've heard. It could be, you know, I don't know. There's so many things. Acupuncture Here's some different diet you can have. You know, the person's probably aware of these things. Um, Other things not to say to people who are childless, not by choice. You're so lucky. You're so lucky you get to travel, lie in, eat out, whatever it might be. (laughs) I've heard people say, "Um, have my kids for the weekend. Okay, don't, please don't that. I'm just saying that. Or you can babysit anytime. Nope, that's not a thing to say. Look on the bright side. Really? (laughs) No, 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 no. It must be great running businesses without kids. I've had that one. I've definitely had that one more than one in different languages, but that one. At least you don't have stretch marks. You don't know what tired is. You don't know what pure love is until you've had a child. Your work is your life, isn't it? Animals don't count as children. Now, again, whether childless by choice or not by choice, be aware of what we call in coaching your model of the world and the kind of questions and potential triggering comments that you're making when someone says look on the bright side and that's what I'm saying when people who've been through um fertility journeys they normally have quite uh, a depth to their experience let's say when someone says to you look on the bright side and you want to say really really well let me tell you about this and let me tell you about this and let me tell you about this because probably it isn't the bright side to them so it's just some kind of pointers As we start talking about legacy, especially if you are a coach, mentor, or consultant, and you work with clients who don't have children, to look at things to say and not to say, and just in the wider business community of how we can be kind to each other and help people. And to reiterate, the question is not, do you have kids? It's tell me about your family. Okay, so let's talk about legacy and being childless. It is a difficult topic for many, and I completely understand that. And I understand it from a personal level too. So what I wanted to do is to give you some questions, if you are childless, not by choice, to think about it slightly differently to start defining your legacy. And we want to think of where you are now. So there's two parts to this. I've got some questions for you, but I really want you to think about 
how can you make the present great? So how can you make today amazing? And one of the reasons this is so important is anybody who's been through a fertility journey will know that often we live in the future. It's on dates and things and stuff and what ifs. And normally when you say what ifs, there's normally like five different options of what if. So what if I got pregnant that month? What if that round worked? What if this worked? What if that had worked? So I want to say to you, live in the present. And the first task I have for you is, what can you do to make today count? What can you do to make today count? Now that's going to land with you differently. Depends where you are in terms of model of the world, depends what's going on in your life today. But what can you do to make today count? And then let's go out to the future. So I want you to think about it now, and I've done this on another episode talking about eulogies, but I want you to think about it in terms of you're either at your own funeral or depends on your belief system. You might be an angel or you might be an entity looking back on your life. If you can go forward enough into your life, however you want to do it. I want you to ask yourself, what footprint did you leave? Now, footprint doesn't have to be as big as legacy. So what footprint did you leave in this world? What will your friends and family say about the way that you lived your life? Ask yourself, even though maybe this isn't the reality you would have chosen, did you make the best use of what was put in your hands? So in other words, did you make the best use of the reality that you had? And I love this, what impact did you have on others? And legacy doesn't have to be money. Legacy can be those beautiful conversations that you say something in a place in a space with, some, with someone and it has this amazing ripple impact on their life. So what impact did you have on others? What things did you do every day to make each day count? So again, remember you're answering this from like end of life or further on from that. When do you look back and like review your life? What did you do to make every day count? And if you were reviewing your life now after it was done on this plane, what did you not finish? What did you leave undone that now as you are reviewing your life, you wish that you had done, that you hadn't finished? As I said, legacy is so much more than bloodline. Legacy is so much more than money. It's your footprint on the world. It's the impact that you make on those around you. And for me, whilst our journey, we would not have chosen, it has, has made us who we are today. And for me personally, I've transformed that sadness into helping others through coaching, through relationship therapy, and through working with a lot of my clients who are childless, not by choice and childless by choice as they create their version of the amazing life that they want. And I want to say this to you, my friend, if you are childless, not by choice, know that you are not alone. You are whole and you are magnificent just as you are. Now, if you know of someone who would benefit from listening to Wilding Legacy, then please do invite them along to listen. And when you're ready to explore your legacy, your success and your impact on the world, there are some ways that you can start working with me. 
The first is we boosted a virtual event that's happening in November for six days. The second is to come and join me on an immersion day like no other. These are days that I create specifically for individual clients. They're a combination of coaching, hypnotherapy, and consultancy as we release that which is keeping you stuck as you move to the next level.